storm without a warning. Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is Matt. We've had some good uh, feedback over the last few weeks. I really thank everyone who's been sharing it and listening and reviewing us. I want to give, give a few shout outs here and there. Um, right. Jim Pullins, who is listening to us all the way from Ohio, is a big supporter of us. So For real? Yeah, he's the one who keeps saying, y'all should do the Doobie Brothers. Oh Ooh. my gosh. Yeah, he keeps like mentioning all these like classic albums he wants to see. <laughs> um, but he's been great about promoting the podcast to farmers and other folks. So it's been, been pretty cool. Also, our friend of the podcast, Kevin Brewer, who has a habit of live tweeting our episodes from time to time, <laughs> which is really fun. And speaking of uh, Kevin, he has a website called postmodcast.com. And he allowed me to list my favorite albums of the 90s, as well as former guest Chris Harrell. He just listed his top albums of the 90s. Oh, as well. really? Is it Feist? Like, even though it wasn't out yet, he still just <laughs> snuck it on there? I'm not going to give that away. You have to go to postmodcast.com to read it. I also want to thank Tim Hunter, who is at Wolfpack9 on Twitter, who commented on one of our recent episodes. And he said, you know, the podcast is very fun, informative, with an eclectic mix of music. The first five were albums I knew very well. The last two, I was introduced to being new to me. Keep it up. So really appreciate that. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. So get on whatever podcast uh, platform you're using and give us some reviews so we can buy those uh, airplanes full of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Goals. Talking about the circular nature of this podcast, I've got a Changaning update from my friend Rich, who I mentioned on the Neutral Milk Hotel episode. Rich actually used to work at the College of Physicians of Philadelphia. And he, he wrote me to tell me that's where Chang and Ng were autopsied after they died. And he actually reviewed their autopsy files. Um, oh, my gosh. And I asked him what, was, what stood out to you about that. And he said, well, really how easily separated they could have been the whole time. It was really just a bunch of <laughs> keratin and some muscle that connected them. No organs or anything like that. That's so sad. Yeah. And he said they even made a plaster cast of their torsos that are on display and they're super lifelike. That's so gross. And he also <laughs> said they even had in a jar at the College of uh, Physicians a two-headed boy. For, oh, wow. which, 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 again, he always thinks of Neutral Milk Hotel yeah. and, and that. So it's weird how full circle this whole thing is. Going. That is tragic to me that they could have been separated like so with, with like With like a, a kitchen knife. Right. <laughs> but, but that doesn't make money if they're separated. You can't. You can't go on tour yeah, and be it's true. They, act. They would have just had a normal life back with in With a weird scar. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Wait. If there's no, going to be a scar. Ooh, ooh, ooh gross. Yeah. <laughs> Forget killing Hitler. If I have a time machine, I want to go back to Chang and Ng on the day before they die, just whisper in their ear, we could have separated you so easily. <laughs> just walk so away. mean. <laughs> They're the slave owners, not me. Still. Man. Well, speaking of being connected, we have a guest today. We do. We do. We're excited today to have Matt Purdy with us. Matt, thanks for, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Thanks for being named Matt. So this is really, really easy. easy yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Matt, won't you tell us which album we're going to be talking about today? Yeah. So we're going to do Modern Vampires of the City, the third Vampire Weekend album, which I believe came out in 2013.
I love the album. I love the band. I saw them in June. I prepped six months or something, whenever those tickets came out. I was just amped to see them. It crossed off a bucket list for me. Yeah. So pretty excited to talk about it and let you guys know what I think. Cool. Oh, before we get yeah. into this album, yeah. I've got a question for you based on our last week okay. episode on NXS. You, you mentioned that you remember seeing your sister write the name on like a notebook or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you thought it was inks and you mm-hmm. said you at concerts, you were just like inks. inks. Right. Do you do that at every concert? You just, oh, con- just chant the name. Dave Matthews band, Dave Matthews band. <laughs> now is the time when the end of decade lists are coming out. Yeah. And I've read two of them so far. I know there's more to come, but mm-hmm. Uh, Pitchfork had this album as the number seven really? album of the 2010s. Well, well, Pitchfork had it as the album of the year in 2013. And Rolling Stone had it as album yeah. of the year in 2013. And then Pace just put theirs out and they had it at number 11. I did not know that this album was that revered to be on people's yeah, best of I 2010s about that. list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's get into this album. Matt, what is your <laughs> memory or association with this album? I'll probably go back and say, you know, the first time I heard Vampire Weekend was when an algorithm found it for me, you know, listening to like Pandora. <laughs> yeah. It was weird because like it was early, to me, the early days of Pandora, they would always play the same songs and it would always be giving up the gun was the one Vampire oh, yeah. Weekend that would get played. Right. And so I liked it. And, and I, I think I didn't realize until later, probably like your friends who went to the concert that I'd been hearing Vampire Weekend songs mm-hmm. and didn't make the connection that it was them. I was aware of them in the sort of, it, it's in the ether, and I know, yeah. I know this music. This is actually the first Vampire Weekend album I bought. How about you, Matt? Well, as I've mentioned before, I, I grew up in Chicago. Right. But I didn't spend all of my time there because at one point I had to move to a small town to live with my, my aunt and my uncle. And I didn't want to leave Chicago because I had my life was there. Sure. You know, and, and what's going to be in the small town, uh, which the answer was nothing. Two of the three things I loved most were frowned upon, and that is gymnastics and dancing (laughs) but the third thing that i love fighting was really a big deal there and so i got to do a lot of that but i went to the small town and oddly enough they didn't allow dancing that's so weird whoa yeah somebody i guess had like died from dancing it was like religious reasons because someone died and so they Hmm. you know this this pastor guy who ran the town i don't know i fell in love with his daughter i don't remember what he was like but um (laughs) She was really wanting to dance. I think everybody wanted to dance, but also they didn't know how. Uh, so I don't know if they didn't have TVs <laughs> because <laughs> they didn't even know how to dance, really. I had a lot of trouble moving into this town because people started picking on me because I was not as redneck as they were. <laughs> right. Sure, yeah. But I did, uh, I did get in a couple of fights. The way that they fight is to get on tractors. And to race them towards each other. It's tractor like, chicken? Tractor chicken. Yeah, yeah, tractor chicken. Wow. Did they do that in... Benson? Mule Days? Do they have that? I, I've never seen Tractor Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do they say. do Mule Chicken? Uh, they, maybe. I feel like it'd be real slow. It would be. Yeah. Mules yeah, they like last second. You could easily last second. Just kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah they mule, go up and sniff each other. Maybe there's like, <laughs> yeah. they should do Mule Jousting. <laughs> that'd, yeah. be, that'd be cool. Yep. Yeah, and so uh, Tractor Chicken was a big deal. I didn't know how to drive a tractor. Sure. But I picked it up really quickly yeah. and... um was able to force someone off into a ditch. Almost killed him, uh, but I won the fight, so that's all that matters. And then I was so frustrated, and because I couldn't dance, what I would do is I'd go to into a into a barn and I would do gymnastics. And a uh, barn? You said a barn? A barn. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, if I'd said a bar, it would be like, what kind of bar are you, are you doing gymnastics in? As, as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't allow dancing, but if you wanted to do gymnastics, you do gymnastics, bar gymnastics in a bar, that's fine. 16, yeah. go for it. Can I see your ID? I'm just here to do gymnastics. Oh, yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, come yeah. on in. Yeah, cool. And finally, I went before city council for the love of my girlfriend and really for the love of dancing. Sure. And to save this town from themselves. And so I used the Bible... Yeah. To show them that right. dancing was okay. And the city council was really moved and voted it down. Um, <laughs> Never came out of their dark ages mentality wow. with dancing. So it kind of ended sad. But I did hear the Vampire Weekend album at that bar that I was doing <laughs> gymnastics in. So sure. <laughs> that's how I found it. Nice. Man. Man, that was, that's, a, that's a hell of a story. But I mean, at least you finally brought home the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> He was trying to convince the town, but they were unbelievers. That's, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, Gosh, man. That's way that. better. Yeah, right. that is way better. Right. Yep. Found your new code. <laughs> uh, but I hadn't really dug into this album until I saw it on the list, and I thought, whoa, it's on the best of list? Right. And that's when I started digging in. Mm-hmm. So so generally, uh, with either albums that we do or just a band that I like, I dig into the members, the production, yeah, all of that stuff. I'm coming in here blind Mm -hmm. so i've heard some songs Mm -hmm. and i've read a few lyrics over the past few days but i'm looking forward to you guys kind of i don't even know who you're talking about the only guy i know is ezra koenig so as we get into it i'd love for you to even kind of point out who's who and Mm -hmm. you guys guide the way like what songs we're gonna do so teach me about vampire weekend like a little pupil but i was talking to matt just then (laughs) i figured as much i could have meant you well that's true that's the joke mornings come you watch the red sunrise the LED still flickers in your eyes All you are to spare you face the razor Because no one's gonna spare the time for you No one's gonna watch you as you go From a house you didn't build and can't control All you are to spare you face the razor because no one's gonna spare the time for you You are to spare the world you labor It's been 20 years and no one's told the truth So listen up So listen singing backing in this band is there like rostrum yeah yeah yeah. typically yeah typically he sings to my understanding is he bass drums multi he is multi-instrumentalist keyboard some guitar and backing vocal some i think he produced their first three albums i think he did too oh wow yeah they would have to have so many people if they were doing dedicated instruments only yeah Mm -hmm. they didn't have that Mm -hmm. yeah for me it was this song is more of like a end of an album Mm -hmm. i call like the come down of an album 
after listening to it again the other day, I, I see I see why they did. And then if you hear the last song, you're like, oh, that's how they wanted yeah, to like wrap up the in. album. It's like a yeah, book yeah, it's like a bookend. And it's the more I've listened to it, the more I do like this song. They're also kind of telling you what to do for the album. Listen. <laughs> that's right. It's <laughs> almost like a palate cleansing. Oh, that's yeah, so that, nice. that's like your light dessert after dinner. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're like half a slice of pie. Not, not the, I could really go for some, some nice lime yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, with some Chardonnay. <laughs> what would you drink <laughs> while you're listening to Vampire Week? Blood. <laughs> <laughs> like a Bloody Mary, because you only have those on weekends. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. I would love if that's how they came up with the name. Like, sitting around a country club, like, swirling a Bloody Mary on the yeah. weekend. And be like, oh, God, it's like a vampire. Yeah, it's like a vampire <laughs> weekend. <laughs> we should start a band. You know those Columbia University guys? <laughs> right. that's what Is well, that I mean, where they went? That's yeah. where they all met there, yeah. Oh. And that's kind of part of, like, the, for lack of a better term, the mystique about them is they've they've got this persona as these private school, northern elite kind yeah. of guys. Um, and they don't run away from that, but yeah. they really all come from pretty diverse, like, ethnic backgrounds. Yeah. Um, so I think I think in a lot of ways it's it's unfair that they're, you know, sort of yeah, siloed kinda, kinda into that. They're um, just smart guys that ended up at a, at a good school and like to make music. And, right. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't help to, like, uh, for... Uh, for this album even you know they they record it in rostrum's apartment which is in like an old warehouse in manhattan then they yeah. go off to rent a house in cape cod to record parts of you know uh-huh. it's like there's there's things that they do that kind of like feed yeah. into it they're there's, one of those bands that has this weird crossover between like the true indie fans and then like the frat guys you've seen them live does that make yeah. their concerts kind of a mix where you look around and you see like total frat crowd and then you see some indie people it was it it was something like that it wasn't as defined as i thought it would be Mm -hmm. there was a lot more just kind of like middle ground of the fans because i mean i've been to some shows um i went i went and saw a show the other week and it was just i mean it was like all frat guys that's what you get for going to see the marshall tucker band in concert (laughs) i wish i wish that's what i saw that would have been great no um i saw vampire weekend the previous time when Mm -hmm. they were here and um I mean, I, I think I fully expected them to come out in cool suits or, or you know, yeah. or like preppy wear. But they were in like just t-shirts and shorts. Yeah, I mean, was, they were very much like, oh, we're, it's like they, they rolled off the van. Yeah. And, Ezra and, Koenig had like sweatshirt and like bag, like just like gym shorts. Yeah. Yeah. I would expect kind of collars up by the way you're talking about right. them. Yeah. I wouldn't expect t-shirts. Yeah. I mean, it was very much like, hey, let's just go do the show. Yeah. I think, and maybe that comes from like what Matt was talking about, how they have such different backgrounds. They can kind of jump into those different personas pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Unbelievers. This is how I like my vampire. Yeah. Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a bowl of ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's do food for each one. That'd be so what, what, what flavor? I mean, this is butter this pecan. Is, oh my this is butter pecan for you. It's not the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something from the 70s. <laughs> my dad doesn't listen to this song. Yeah. Okay. He put on there about 
I think undeniably butter pecans are the best or whatever. I was like, to who? <laughs> the old folks home? Like, it's the worst. Oh, you're missing out. You'll get there we, someday. Be careful. We might, lo- we might lose some viewers. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about losing viewers. <laughs> My favorite comments are online when the people are just like, I feel attacked. I feel attacked. Yeah. See, to me, this, this and A-Punk are like those yeah. quintessential yeah. Vampire Weekend songs. There's not a lot of bands who can do this fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah with still kind of maintaining some semblance of melody and yeah, you know, yeah. usually no. they're like starting to drive and then they kind right. of lose the, I don't know, sophistication. Yeah. But, but they are still vampire week and they're just like, I'm oh, just going to go fast. Their, no. their music is really precise is kind of the way. Yeah, that's great. I look at it, but it's not overly like orchestrated if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's precise, but it's not like some big to do for them to do it. It's just right. some, they keep it simple. Like I don't think anything, I, I'm not musically inclined as well as some other people, but it, it d- doesn't seem like it's anything overly sophisticated to do. Every time I see you in the world, you always step to my girl. this was a bit of like a letdown after unbelievers yeah. just because of the pace of it it's like i wanted more of that yeah. that pace which i'm typically with you but i think it's an okay medium pace like mm-hmm. it's not loud it's not in your face but it's it doesn't really stop and i really like this part because i'm a geography nerd and he just rattles off like <laughs> random places in yeah. the world um <laughs> i had to look up i don't know what he's singing dar es salaam <laughs> is the only one i could remember off the top of my head that's right i really like that yeah. For me, when it got to this point, I was all in. Yeah, that beat is just yeah, yeah. I love the killer. beat. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a soft bass line, just yeah. kind of setting the setting the pace. We haven't talked about the bassist yet. Chris Bayo, he's the one who stands out on yeah. being just an incredible bassist. Yeah, so melodic in his bass playing, and he's related to Scott Bayo, as in. Charles in charge. Charles in charge. Like, <laughs> he was like first cousin once removed or something. Oh my gosh! That's great. What are their family reunions like? <laughs> hey. Probably all about Charles as <laughs> usual. <laughs> hey Chris, I heard you have a new project. Charles is over there, like uh, Scott. What Scott? What? Oh yeah, Charles. sorry. <laughs> Scott Bay. Scott Chris. I, the lines of reality just blur for me. I've watched so much Charles in Charge. Oh, it's who well, he yeah, is to but, me. but who hasn't? Yeah, and he's also I think related to Steve Buscemi. What family is this? <laughs> right. Apparently, an Italian one. Or 
giant Italian family of famous people. So that means that Scott Bayo mm-hmm. is related to Steve Buscemi. Ooh, I'm guessing probably. So. Well, probably it depends on the side of the family. Could be on the mom's side. Okay. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> and it looks like Chris Bayo himself in 2013 realized he was discovered. He was related to. Uh, <laughs> Steve Buscemi. Wait. Oh, I thought you were going to say Scott Mayo. I was like, they got the same last name. That'd be the yeah. first place I'd you, you would think, yeah. yeah. He, he did like an Ancestry.com. Like, oh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So what is this song about? The thing that stands out to me is this line, every time I see you in the world, you always step, step to, to my, my girl. girl. Yeah. Which I feel like is a pretty like confrontational like a, like a line. It's a very, it's a, it's a very like indie music way of, of puffing your chest yeah, out. Back, back up. Like, right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to turn my University of South Carolina cocks hat backwards. <laughs> yeah. Get ready to get in a fight. With your croquis and yeah. <laughs> Here, hold my croquis. <laughs> yeah. My cro- and my Bloody Mary. It's like the uh, the the UNC uh, South Carolina fan fight. Oh yeah, yeah. Where, where like, no one threw a punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing, but they just kind of posture the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's oh. kind of what it reminds me of. But they, but so when I when I heard that, like, because it starts with that. Every time I see you in the world, you always step to my girl. But then when it starts, it sounds to me like a waltz is starting. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then he's like puffing up his chest, and then he steps back in, and like a big group of rich white people are just waltzing around. Doing the foxtrot. And then there's a harpsichord. <laughs> and, and, and I haven't actually seen the music video for that, but I could just see like the one guy, like they have to switch partners, but yeah. the, and the, like the other guys maybe like on Ezra Koenig's girl dancing with her or something, and he's just staring at her like yeah. the whole time. I think we're directing something here. But yeah. and, and then when it got to the part, well, you know, one thing about this album that I'm sure we'll get to is just some of the effects yeah. that they use. Yeah, yeah. So now in my head, I'm imagining this waltz. You're, you're picturing you're at a big ball at Versailles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this little big powdered wig is yeah. playing this. I mean, because I hear a harpsichord and that's what, that's the background, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But then it, I like to think that they actually, at this point when he's singing, got to a place where they would actually fight. It sounds to me like he got punched in the face yeah. and is like slow motion singing oh, yeah. when he's going yeah. down, you know, like it's falling. That's what I picture. I can so, see that. Yeah. So this this is really interesting. They actually, elements and lyrics were inspired by the song Step to My Girl, which was recorded as a demo by the Oakland-based hip-hop group Souls of Mischief. That, as slow yeah. as as slow as this is, that that's it's interesting. Some parts of this album I like that they use some of that sort of like robotic voice, mm-hmm. like at the end of that one. And then there's parts of the song of the album where they do it, and I'm just like, this it's getting old. Yeah, it's like Henry from Michael Jackson's Thriller, the robot. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to use Henry. Can we use Henry from Pyt? <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting though how uh, on one hand they're using like vocal effects, but then they also playing a harpsichord mm-hmm. yeah is that on all their albums 
Do they do that? Old and new. I think I'd say maybe the last two were probably more so than the first. I think the first two were more just guitar based mm-hmm. and a little more traditional in that sense. Yeah, a little more like world music, African influence. Yeah. The first first couple were. Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. You talk sad like valleys. I gotta find some berries for five meters running around the bend when the government ages around you again. If Daniel won't change your mind, baby, 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 right now. Control, but you're playing a role. Maybe you think you can go to the 18th hole. Where you flip out the day of the championship. like a pile of leaves but it's you torched a sob like a pile of leaves <laughs> <laughs> i could see where the whole like kind Which of pretentious I, yeah <laughs> upper class thing is coming in <laughs> yeah yeah the sob like that's the, that is the, the most just like <laughs> suburban mom yeah kind of thing yeah they could say like mercedes or lexus or something like yeah. that and, and it may be oh well that's could cross over into different genres that yeah. could be used in a rap song yeah yeah you know? yeah, yeah. Like sob mercedes, is not a burning be. mercedes no <laughs> yeah. no 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 sob. rappers torch sobs <laughs> well and he says you think you can go to the 18th hole so he's got a sob reference really? and, and yeah, that's right reference. he does yeah i think i've read that it's it's like a metaphor for trying not to die young or something like that and dying young dying young, dying young. yeah dying young. Oh, i totally missed that yeah i was just thinking who's I would, it's young? once again i wouldn't have known if i didn't you know read about it yeah. in the past but it's yeah, I miss a lot of those references. I'm just like, oh, I love this song. It those those witty Columbia students <laughs> and their wordplay. That totally makes sense now. If Diane Young won't change your mind, if Diane Young won't change, change your, your mind. mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, th- I think the, like, the, you know how when they release singles, they have their own little album cover. Yeah. It's literally a sob on fire, oh, which really? I've never <laughs> thought about until now. I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of like hip hop or <laughs> yeah. metal or something. Right. I don't know. But yeah, that's cool. That makes a lot of sense now that I think about it. Plants move, but I could not believe it. To me and Hannah Hunt saw crawling vines and weeping willows as we made away from Providence to Phoenix. A man of faith said. Just smiled 
and told him that was only true of Hannah, and we glided on through Waverly and Lincoln. Our days were long, our nights no longer. Count the seconds, watching the hours, though we live on the U.S. dollar. When they did it live here, I was I was like floored by it. Yeah. It was it was great. My girlfriend started crying. Oh, wow, <laughs> she was really excited to see him too. But yeah, it's 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 just a really pretty song. It's almost like forlorn is yeah. like the word I would use yeah. or something or like longing or something. Um, and, and it's really driven by like the bass. I mean, it's yeah, all, it's mostly just bass up until like yeah. the piano at the end. It's just a real slow. Driving bass, mm-hmm. more Incredible. geographical references too. Yeah, they're exactly. all about some name dropping. Some yeah. As we made our way from Providence to Phoenix, yeah. Well, the Saab got burned. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So hitchhiking, or just the, they took the jet. I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually introduced to this song by the band I'm with Her. All three of them gathered around the mic, just perfect in what they do. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever heard this song, mm-hmm. but then I heard them sing it, and I want to know more about that song. And then I think maybe it was the second time or something that they said, this is a Vampire Weekend song, or mm-hmm. or that I found out, and that's when I looked it up. But it shows you that he's an incredible songwriter. It's not just mm-hmm. a, here's an indie band, that like, we've got a killer rhythm we got section. Some good hooks. Yeah, and, and some yeah clever hooks and names, and we're all hot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it fits even in a folk yeah. trio right. setting. This is the one that reminds me 
reminds me of like Peter like Gabriel, Peter Gabriel oh, yeah. or something just straight out of the 80s. Or Paul Simon. Grace yeah, I've heard Paul, that Paul Simon before. was the other one I was thinking of, yeah. too. I, I would actually say this is probably more Paul Simon, yeah. really, really with the, the drums. I remember hearing that comparison that they made, mm-hmm. you know, and then but I didn't really feel it on this album in particular until here. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just that bass well, feeling. Well, I'm sure lot, it didn't originate with Paul Simon, yeah. but... He made it huge. Yeah, and, that, and, that's what it's known for. Yeah. And, and in concert, Chevy Chase is known to come out and act like he's playing the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that stupid. Does video. Rostam do that part too? <laughs> probably, probably does. <laughs> and this one wasn't a commercially known one either. Like right. This one, I don't even know if this had like a music video or like a radio play or either. anything. But it sounds like it could have been like a popular radio yeah. hit. I think I think it's just one of those ones where they can only pick so many songs to. Yeah to put out there and you know it was in that next cut i mean that theme is running through his greatest fear here looked up full of fear trapped beneath a chandelier that's going down chandelier so again he's like it's he's, he's on the titanic ballroom or- yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> which you well, know it, it's a it's a black the album's black and white it's got a you know a vista of a city yeah. i don't know it kind of does evoke some of those not, not like Versailles, but something like that. Yeah. Well, like, and the the first album isn't a, a chandelier. Yeah, it is a chandelier actually, on yeah. the cover. And the second one's like a vintage contrast, like a vintage photo of some woman. Girl who I think in, they in like tried to track down. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she, she ended up suing them. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I remember something about that. They actually. paid five thousand dollars for the photo off Flickr. <laughs> she ended up suing them, and then they ended up, I think, suing the photographer uh, for, for, for letting them do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think they settled with her out of court. Yeah. Yeah. I can see suing, but also that just seems like, hey, man, that's my mom they, on. Well, that, that's actually that'd be, cool. that'd be so cool. Well, that's what happened. They, I hope they steal a cool picture of me. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her, her daughter came home with the album was like, hey, yeah. look at this. And she's like, that's me on the cover from like 1983. Golly. <laughs> yeah. That would be a little off putting. Yeah. I yeah. can see that. But the picture is perfect, though. It is. of like an Irish rodeo or something. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. This was the one that I'm listening over the weekend. Yeah. And generally I end up prepping these mainly as I'm driving or with life happening. Mm-hmm. And my oh. wife was out of town. So I had the kids all weekend. And so I'm playing this while I'm making breakfast or dinner or just driving them on errands and stuff. And this was the one that every time it came on, I was like, skip. <laughs> like there's something about it. Yeah. that It started like, no, no. You think you're watching Bonanza? Do you have like bad memories of watching that? Or I'm in like an Irish bar on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Like just over the top. Yep. Is 
this an answer to hey yeah hey, yeah. yeah i'm sure it is <laughs> whoa did you know that ezra koenig's partner is rashida jones no i didn't know that at all wow well, and i, I know that pretty well i didn't it's like just a celebrity infused band yeah i would not crazy. have put those two together Dude. i wonder what those like thanksgivings are like with quincy golly you know that he is just Telling Ezra what he's, he could have done better. He's telling all those. Yeah. Song. He's yeah. telling all those. Like he's telling the same Eddie Van Halen story over and over. Yeah. Did I tell you about the time I called Eddie Van Halen and he? He didn't up on believe me? it was me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did, father-in-law. <laughs> he insists on Ezra calling him father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> or Grammy award-winning legendary producer Quincy Jones. Every time. Every time. Yeah. Can you pass Every the time. mashed potatoes? <laughs> Can you finish that sentence, please? <laughs> But then I, I picture like them inviting Amy Poehler over for Thanksgiving yeah. too, and and Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman, Amy Poehler sitting in there, maybe Steve Carell, Steve Carell, little, Jim and Pam, Adam yeah. Scott, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has become like my dream Thanksgiving. Let's yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah. This, right. You could have dinner with three people, and you're like, just can I just can take I just, that room? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ezra Koenig just sitting there, just watching everyone, says the occasional odd thing. And, <laughs> He name drops like some place he's going on vacation. Exactly. Hey, I was in the Maldives last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dar Salaam. But th- that song does have one of my favorite favorite parts where he just he slowly says into my nineteenth nervous breakdown. I don't know why. Uh, I've always mm-hmm. thought that was just really funny and weird, and I feel like yeah. there's something behind that. Like yeah. Some reference nice to something, reference. or and the fact that he's kind of so familiar, maybe even comfortable with it that it happens. Yeah. He mm-hmm. knows yeah. This it, is it was my a very 19th. matter of fact. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just the through the fire and through the flames, just repeating. I think that's kind of cool. And mm-hmm. I like songs that you can kind of take a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm a finance math guy, so I like finite things. But so sometimes it's it's fun to hear something different. We're like, what does that mean? And yeah. you could ask five people, and they would all say something different. Mm-hmm. That's how that's I feel about cool. Funky Cold Medina. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's something else yep. at work there. You know, just kind of. Somebody... I really want to really want to study that. <laughs> what is he really talking about? <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to a tone look. Oh, episode absolutely. At, some yeah, point. at least one. Funky Coma Data. All right, so Matt, uh, you are in the middle of just a blazing golf game. Epic. Golf Epic. Game. Yeah, I don't know how they describe golf games. I'm out of my league here. And you, you they, see... They call them golf matches. For oh, do they? Well, that's, do they? Okay. Yeah. Or a round of golf. <laughs> oh, however yeah, you want to look at it. I, well, I always hear my golf game is strong. Maybe yeah. that's what I'm thinking. But yeah. yeah. No, that, that part's correct. Okay. Yes. You're, 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 you're in the middle of a round of golf, and you look over to the parking lot, and you see Ezra Koenig, and he's got just a can of gasoline just holding it over your your convertible sob Ooh, yes. and he's got a match in the other hand and he yells at you take a song off my album or i'm gonna torch this sob is, is he liam neeson <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's a very specific very specific set of skills <laughs> uh so what song would you take off uh, this one this one was easy for me um we i would take hudson off it's the next to last song on the album Hudson died, Hudson Bay, 
But I was born on certain place The rising tide helped me decide To change my name again Some intent to linger on It's a bleak, dark, kind of very plotting That's song. That's what my answer would be. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think, because you know, the last song, Young Lion, we talked about it, like the first two songs on the album are kind of these it's bookmarks. Book in, yeah. They're bookends of, of the album. They're the palate cleansing, yeah. nice little walk in, walk out. Uh, but Hudson, you, you remove Hudson, and I mean, I think the album again yeah. to me, it's always if the album holds up, and, and I think it more than holds up. I think it's actually probably a stronger full album without Hudson on the album. Yeah, Hudson's just—it's like the denouement of the album, but it's just—it's just too slow. Young Lion, you can kind of see they kind of play you out. Yeah, is what it feels yep. like, and Hudson's just seems kind of just kind of there. I haven't put together my best of 2010s list, which I know you're on pins and needles for, but I will say that from visiting this album with you guys and, and sitting with it, I've become, I would even say, a big fan, oh. where I'm really going to, nice. yeah, thank you. Yeah, this this was great. So, Matt, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited I got to talk about the album and excited to listen to some more. This has been fun. Uh, this is an album that I loved when it came out and you know, listened to it pretty much non-stop but then haven't really gone back to it in a few years and so as we're winding down the decade and we're you know, seeing these best of lists it's, it's cool to, to go back and revisit some of these so this has been, this has been fun thanks to everyone for listening to another episode and, and for the previous episodes and you can always follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Finest Work Songs and send us an email finestworksongs at gmail.com always love to get your feedback and thoughts on uh, future albums yeah. Thanks again, Matt. And until next time, like Bobby Brown, we hope you keep pumping around. We are the yesterdays, but we are here, and the radio is on. Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio, and you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. And check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat Music. <laughs>